Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. That's a huge week for Ohio State Buckeye fans. Gosh, we've been waiting for the Iowa game for a long, long time. This is not a team that the Buckeyes have played very often over the last decade, we'll give you a comparison with another team in the Big Ten, why this game is so important for the Buckeyes, not just historically, but also certainly for 2022, and uh, what our memories are from some of those uh, frustrating moments just about five years ago now. It's our Buckeye Breakdown podcast talking about revenge against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Coming up next, your Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Thanks for making us part of your Ohio State football stop. We're glad to have you. You can find us on our YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our content there. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live just like this, or if you're watching or listening after the fact, either on YouTube or on our podcast platforms, that's fine too. Just know that you can find us wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts, and we appreciate uh, all the support. Also, all the latest news and info on the team over on BuckeyesNow.com. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Craig Heisen, and it is Iowa week, the first game of the second half of the season. So far, so good for the Bucs, right? 3-0 in the non-conference, then they won three straight games in league play, beating up on Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Michigan State. Got a chance to get healthy, and now two big games in a row with Iowa and Penn State coming up these next couple of Saturdays. And, And frankly, for as much as I think we're looking forward to the Penn State game, because we think that's a pretty, you know, reasonably good quality opponent, although they got smoked by Michigan last weekend. Uh, Iowa is very much on the front of my mind and an Ohio State football fans' minds because, Craig, this is not a team that the Buckeyes see very often. They've only played Iowa twice, dating back to 2013. They beat them in 13 and then obviously lost in 2017. Um, It's kind of weird when you have a conference opponent you play so infrequently uh, and unfortunately for Ohio State, it means five straight years of remembering what happened the last two times. Oh, together, yeah. Last time these two uh, teams met. I think everybody remembers where they were uh, back in 2017 and the catastrophe that happened at at Iowa. Um, starting with the first play of the game with the the pick six that Iowa got, and it didn't get any better from there. So it'd be good to put this one away, um, get that out of our memories. Um, kind of take it to Iowa Saturday. A lot of the staff was 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 there. I mean, that was Ryan Day's first year um, as OC, I believe, um, that that yeah. when that game took place. So uh, yeah, don't 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 play Iowa often. So that's that's a bad memory we all have. So it's interesting and, and we'll dive into a, a couple of the differences here, but um you reference it was the fact that that was Ryan Day's first year. And, and Ryan Day was asked about that yesterday at his press conference. And he said, quote, 
That's a scar that doesn't go away. And yeah, I've felt it this week for sure. That week in particular, we were just coming off the Penn State win, which was an emotional win, going into Kinnick, which is a very difficult place to play. We turned the ball over. First play of the game was a pick six. Then we fought ourselves back, uh, but then turned the ball over too many times. It was a tough day for all of us. Um, it was, and it was certainly not a fun game to watch, and it was a tough day as a fan. Um, I feel like Ohio State has evolved a lot in the years since then, especially under Ryan Day's tutelage. Uh, and, and I think Iowa's going to see a team that is, frankly, a lot different. Th there's an interesting parallel here. You know, Iowa was just in the Big Ten championship game last year, and I know they got rocked, okay? Um, but they still have a – they've still got a very, very good defense. They've got a very good special teams unit. Their offense is abysmal, and there's no other way to describe it. But in the last 11 years, dating back to Ohio State's game in 2013 against Iowa when they last beat the Hawkeyes, in that same time period, the Buckeyes have played Wisconsin nine times. And I think there's something to be said for when you are the top team in the league, You've got the, you know, the bullseye on your back and everybody's chasing you every year. I think there's something to be said for a, a Wisconsin team that has like constantly been reminded that they're not as good as Ohio State is. And, and this year was so bad that apparently they felt the need to fire Paul Crist in the middle of the year a week later. Um Iowa's only had to play the Buckeyes twice in that stretch, and they handed Ohio State probably its most frustrating loss. I mean, you could argue that the 2017 loss to Iowa was was harder to handle as a fan than the 2018 loss to Purdue. Um, so I, I, I just think it's interesting how the schedule has shaken out, that there just haven't been very many opportunities for Ohio State to play Iowa. The Hawkeyes have had the third best record in the Big Ten in that stretch, and then Wisconsin, and then Ohio State. Um, they're a good program. Kirk Ferentz has done a really nice job. I I think there are a lot of really frustra frustrated Iowa fans this year because their offense is completely incapable of moving the football. They, they can't move it at all, Brendan. You hit, hit it right on the head. Um, but their defense, like you said, they have a good defense. Um, they they – uh, They've only given up two rushing touchdowns this season. Um, the AP midseason, take it for what it's worth. It just kind of shows that um, you've had a good first half of the season. But AP All-American list, their, their middle linebacker, Luke Campbell, was on there. Um, he's got 63 tackles so far this year, three tackles for a loss, and he got a safety in one of their games too. Um, side note, Ohio State had two guys. I'm sure we can talk about that here in a minute. But it might not have been who you expected. Um, there's a guy missing up top. Uh, when I was scrolling down that list yesterday and missed CJ Stroud's name on there, but um, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Paris Johnson are both uh, AP midseason All-Americans. Um, but yeah, there, I try to look at the positive and everything and I can't find one about Iowa's offense. I mean, Craig, they've scored seven <laughs> offensive touchdowns in six games. They have a quarterback that has more interceptions than he does touchdown passes. I don't know. I haven't dove too deep on Iowa. I don't know who the backup is, but if Spencer Peters still starts, how bad is their backup? 
I mean, unthinkable. It's, dude, it, it so. is it is brutal. Um, C.J. Stroud has thrown the ball one less time than Spencer Petras so far mm-hmm. this year. And Petras, uh, let me say it this way, C.J. has 12 times as many touchdowns, 24 to 2, uh, and they've thrown the same number of interceptions, three. Uh, Petras is 87 for 161 for 939 yards, two passing touchdowns and three interceptions. CJ is 113 for 160 for 1,737 yards, 24 touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's I, it, it's a totally different it's a totally different ball game. Um, I'm I'm wondering, and I guess we're going to get an answer on Saturday because I get the impression that Ryan Day and, and the Buckeyes are going to be out to make a statement this weekend. And when you when you lose to a team the last time you play them, you try to keep those memories as fresh as you can, even though it was five years ago. And basically, I'd, I'd have to look at the roster, but there can't be too many guys on this team that were still here from that uh, that roster. But there might be a couple. Um, <laughs> I, I just get the impression Ohio State's going to kind of play like angry football. Mm-hmm. And when the Buckeyes play angry, usually good things happen if you're an Ohio State fan. I don't know how many groups of receivers Iowa has seen over the last couple of years that would look like a Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison, Emeka Ibuka, right on down the line. Um, they are a a secondary that has generated a lot of takeaways, and that is certainly one of their their you know biggest assets. They generate turnovers very regularly. I wonder how much of that is the quality of offense that they play, measuring against what we're expecting Ohio State to show them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's plenty of reason, Craig, to say, hey, look, you know, this should be a quote unquote measuring stick game. Everybody knows Ohio State's offense is good. How good are they against an Iowa defense that has proven to be one of the best in the country for the last few years? And and they still have a lot of players on this team that made a Big Ten championship game last year, which is hard to imagine considering how bad their offense is. So, you know, I, I'm interested, and I think a lot of people are interested to see how the Bucs can move the ball this weekend. Yeah, I think I don't think they're going to struggle moving it at all. I, I think Iowa's going to have to rely on those turnovers. Like you said, they – they have twice as many um, um, interceptions this year as they do passing touchdowns allowed. So obviously that's not obviously, but that's probably going to change Saturday. I think CJ Stroud has a big day. Um, I, they haven't seen it on offense like Ohio State will, will have Saturday. And it'll be interesting. And that was going to be a question for you. Uh, do we get to see Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, at all Saturday? If so, is he on a pitch count uh, in terms of plays or do you think we see him? Full go for the for the first time. Since yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, Ryan Day was literally the first question in the press conference yesterday to to coach was, you know, hey, you just came off a of bye week. Can you give us an update on any of the the injured guys? And he kind of laughed and basically said no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll evaluate some things along the way this week and try to get you an update later this week. AKA, we'll send you the game day status report on Saturday and. 
who's on there is on there and who's not is not. Um, you know, I, I, I feel really bad for Jackson. Hamstrings are a tough thing to deal with because they, they just kind of nag and, you know, it's not, at least as far as we know, it's not like he tore something. It's, it's, you know, it, it's not like a season ending injury that, you know, you, you, you suffer it, you know, the diagnosis, you know, the road back. It's one of those injuries you like, you think you can maybe come back. Is it quick? Is it long? You're not sure. And you're trying to like mentally grind through it. Um, you know, it, it seems like it wasn't that bad of an injury and he did come back for a game limited, but still came back before he was shut down for the last few weeks. So I don't, I don't know yet. I, I hope Jackson Smith and Jigba is healthy enough to play. Pretty obvious that if he is healthy enough to play, he is going to start and he's going to be a big part of the Ohio State offense. Um, I continue to be encouraged by the depth that the Buckeyes have shown behind him, where when he hasn't been on the field, the offense has still been the number one offense in college football. Um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not overly concerned, but if I'm Iowa – and Smith and Jigba's healthy, and Harrison's out there, and Agbuka's out there, and Stover's out there. I I don't know how you stop Ohio State. Um, they're going to have to generate some real pressure on C.J. Stroud to force him into making some mistakes. And maybe this defense from the Hawkeyes is capable of doing that. They've played really well this year. Um, but that remains to be seen. And I, I have a hunch it could be a – a frustrating day for Iowa. Yeah, I think so too. And if Mayan Williams is back fully healthy too, it just adds you know, sure. another element that um, we're still unsure about the knee. I know Coach Dead got asked a, a couple of questions yesterday about him too and not given any information. So hopefully he's back. Because as crazy as it sounds, we've seen what the receivers have done. And obviously, as a fan, I want Jackson Smith and Jigba in there playing. But I, I think at this point in the season, Mayan Williams might be more important to that offense and having him in there sure. rather than JSN because we've seen what our receivers can do without without uh, Jackson in there. So, You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I think it's going to be Iowa's defense obviously coming in top, uh, highly ranked into this game. But I think after Saturday, it's going to change quite a bit. And even beyond that, like I'm I'm not even – remotely worried about Ohio State's defense having a bad day. I mean, I guess like if, you know, what if they give up two touchdowns, is that a bad day based on what Iowa's done the first, you know, six games of the year? Right. But it, it, th- this game is not going to look anything like it did five years ago. When Iowa scored 55 points on Ohio State, that was the most points 
scored against a Buckeye team since 1994, and nobody has scored that many points in a game against them since then. Um, and and this Iowa offense, I'm trying to be kind. They, they don't they don't seem to have the ability to do that to anybody, let alone to a team like Ohio State. So I was uh, I, I was kind of looking at at their game against Michigan. I mean, they put up 14, and obviously we we all watched what Michigan did to Penn State this past Saturday. So uh, they're looking looking pretty good right now. But um, they put up 14 against Michigan. They had 280 yards total. So I mean, they lost to, those they, they lost to Illinois nine to six. Nine to six. It's like what in a day and age where everything's catered to the offense. I mean, you can't. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. You can't. You can't do a lot of things on defense that you used to be able to do. They still can't move the ball and they still can't score. They, they Iowa's defense went into that Illinois game averaging ten points per game against them. So they lowered that average and still lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Illinois has been one of the feel good stories in college football this year. I don't want to take anything away from them. They've they've had a good year and right now. Mm-hmm. Illinois is in control of the West, which is probably not sending up many warning shots to the Buckeyes. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it just kind of underscores the problems at Iowa right now. Um, you know, we haven't even referenced the fact that Kirk Ferentz's son is their offensive coordinator, and maybe that's just why you don't hire family. You know, right. currently making sixty four hundred dollars per touchdown on the season, so <laughs> he's got the best job in America. Not, not great. I um, I, I look back at Ohio State's history the last twenty years or so, and they have tended to respond extremely well, winning for the most part the year after losing to somebody. Um, you know, certainly under the Ryan Day era, if you look at Urban Meyer and, and even Jim Tressel, there were not a lot of instances where Ohio State lost back-to-back years to the same program. Um, and again, haven't played Iowa in five years, have only played them twice since 2013. But I, I, I just – I don't see an instance – where Ohio State loses this game. I think ESPN's like final score or or, or, or game winning predictor model, whatever it is, mm-hmm. gave Iowa like a four and a half percent chance to win this game. They have a zero percent chance. They're not going to win. There's there's right. no there's there's absolutely no reason at all, based on what we've seen from both schools, to think that Iowa is is going to win this game. I mean, there's always a chance, but it's not realistic. They're not going to win. I mean, if Ohio State scores 35 points, they might win by 33. Like, <laughs> right. It, right. It, it, and Iowa's, Iowa's offense um, back in 2017 was a lot better than what they have right now. So for Iowa to win this game, I think Ohio State would have to have maybe seven turnovers this game, which they had four back in – 2017, we saw how that went, but that's how bad Iowa's offense is. So um, they're dead last in, in the Big Ten and uh, allowing sacks. So it's going to be a big day for Ohio State's defensive line. I mean, Michael Hall, this might be an, another game where you want to keep guys healthy. So sure. maybe even like 
third. Yeah, I mean, the reality is the, the following week is, is a far more important game, all things exactly. considered. I don't even know if Penn State will still be a bona fide top 25 team by the end of the year um, because they got absolutely boat raced by Michigan. And I, I think Ohio State is going to pound them. Um, so, you know, they, they are they are a good team. Penn State will beat a lot of teams. Um, I really like their freshman running back. The kid's very good. I'm not a big Sean Clifford fan. I think he's a gamer. I think he plays really hard, but he's not an elite Division I college quarterback. Um, he's been really good for that program, and hopefully he's been good in, in mentoring Drew Aller because Drew has the ability to be that guy. And frankly, next year, I think Penn State's got a chance to be really good. They do. Um, but let's worry they about do. next year, next year. Right. They're, they're almost at that point where do we turn the team over to the young guys? You know, it's, yeah. I don't know how serious Sean Clifford's injury was, but against Michigan, but um, yeah, Aller came in there. They got a really good freshman running back, like you said, but yeah, we'll see what they, what they do next week. I'm sure they'll, they might put that, they need to play that freshman running back a little bit more. He looks very good. Um, yeah. yeah. Big, I expect a big day for the defensive line. I mean, Michael Hall, a couple sacks. I think hopefully Saturday we see Denzel Burke maybe get his first takeaway of the year because um, Petrus just – they're going to do a lot of quick outs. So it's it's going to be – there's not going to be anything that develops down the field for Iowa at all. So they're going to – it's going to be quick passes. Hopefully Denzel can jump one of those. Well, this is a game that uh, a lot of Ohio State fans have been looking forward to, and it's fun to have it back in Columbus. And I remember you, you kind of sit there at the beginning of the season and you look at the home schedule. If you were buying your, you know, your, your season ticket package, a lot of people knew that, hey, Notre Dame and Michigan are both going to be here. Those are games I want to see. But you look at the rest of the home schedule and you're like, gee, there's some other some really good other games, including Wisconsin mm -hmm. and Iowa, uh, all at home. Um, Ohio State hasn't forgotten. Ryan Day hasn't forgotten. And I think they're going to make uh, make sure Iowa knows that. This is the number one team in the Big Ten. So looking forward to seeing how the Buckeyes try to hand Iowa some revenge here uh, on Saturday afternoon. Kickoffs at 12 noon. We finally have the uh, the Fox Big Noon kickoff crew. How about uh, that? One time it felt like Gus and, and Joel and Jenny were <laughs> Ohio State's like team announcers, and they haven't done an Ohio <laughs> State game all year. Yeah, uh, It will be in Columbus on Saturday, so it will be fun to, to uh, hear. Back-to-back -back weeks should be fun with Gus. Yeah. Always, yeah, always love when he's on the call. He, uh, he he is – how do I say this nicely? Gus Johnson could make a third and four from your own 25-yard line <laughs> on a little five-yard out route where you step out of bounds. You can make it sound like you're winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to need that because we might fall asleep this Saturday after <laughs> Ohio State's up so big on Iowa. But uh, yeah, we'll it'll be good to have him on the call. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate you uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel and uh, hit the notification bell if you don't mind so that you know when we go live. Had good interaction in the comment box and uh, certainly saw some good comments in here. We tried to kind of address a couple of those things. Um, looking forward to Saturday. and We've got lots more coverage coming up throughout the course of the week. Please uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. It's available in the Apple Store and Google Play and Spotify and a few other places. And uh, for all the latest, head to BuckeyesNow.com. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll see you soon as we get ready for Ohio State and Iowa coming up on Saturday.